specific things he wants to do to touch the lives of the people around us. And the only way he can do that is for him to communicate with us and for us to act on his behalf as if he was here doing it himself. That's what representatives do. They don't, they just don't say, well, I think, I think I'll just do this for God today. Or I think I'll just do this for God today. He said, no, I want you to do this for me now, and this is the way I want you to do it. Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm excited to welcome in studio a couple of guys today. I know normally it's a one-on-one show, but today we have Tom Casey, author of Studies in the Kingdom of God in the studio. How Hello. Are you? How are you doing, I'm Tom? I'm doing fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. And then we also have, as a guest host in studio today, Travis Hamzik from Charisma Media. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Tyler? I'm doing quite well. I'm excited. We've got, we've got uh, three different guys, all different generations here in the studio. And today we are talking about uh, Tom's new book, Studies in the Kingdom of God, and specifically the kingdom of God as an overall concept. Um, so I guess just to start, Tom, what got you interested in writing about this topic? Um, what really it started back in 2000, 2001, when I was attending seminary at Regent University School of Divinity. I was actually working full-time for IBM in Raleigh, North Carolina, but and, and I had a sense I was supposed to go to seminary but not leave my job and go. So I, I started doing some investigating and saw that the Regent University was just located not too far from Raleigh, where it was easily fairly commutable. And um, as a result of that, I started taking them distance from distance-wise. I Probably 60% of my classes were on campus on weekends and, and intensives. And then the rest of it was done from, from my home uh, in Raleigh. But it, the master's thesis that I wrote was, was based on introducing and integrating the prophetic ministry or prophetic into the local church. And the reason I wanted to do that and write on that was because from the time I was born again back in 1973, I had experienced a number of prophetic activities or prophetic events in my life that in some ways I didn't know what to do with, didn't know how to explain them, didn't know what I was supposed to do with them afterwards. Um, uh, I kind of floundered around, didn't really have anybody to really help me understand what they were and, and how I was supposed to in- integrate those things into my life. And so, as, But as I grew and as the Lord began to teach me from the scriptures and I'd pick up a book here and there and uh, attended a, a conference here and there on, on prophetic things and began to truly understand that God, this wasn't just something he wanted for me. This was something he wanted for all of his people. And so when I wrote this, uh, this uh, master's thesis back in 2000, 2001, there was a lot of information, a lot of uh, writing on the prophetic and what it was. And there were, there were places here and there where I'd mentioned the kingdom of God but I didn't really understand what that was. And so from the time I finished uh, seminary in 2001 through the next really 16, 17 years, he began to teach me what the kingdom of God is. And the kingdom of God is the rule of God. It's the active reign or rule of God. It's the authority and the sovereignty that God possesses to be able to rule. We tend to think of the kingdom of God as being the, you know, everything, everybody and everything that he reigns and rules over, but that's his dominion, that's his domain. 
his kingdom is his authority and his sovereignty that he uses to rule. And so when uh, he get, when he created mankind in the garden in, Gen- in Genesis, he said, I want you to rule and reign on the earth. He gave us his authority and sovereignty to do that over a limited domain. Okay? So I wanted people to understand what the kingdom of God is, first of all, because he says if... if those who, who pursue the kingdom of God must do so with, with perseverance uh, as a precious prize. But if we don't know what the kingdom is, how are we going to do that? So um, th- there's a number of reasons why I wrote the book. It didn't start out to be a book. It started out just to be that paper and, and in my own, own learning to be able to put things on, in, on paper. But eventually, over the last couple of years, it developed into a book. And that's why I wanted to, to put it up so people would understand what it is and uh, be able to experience these same things in their lives that I was experiencing in my life. Now, you said something uh, during that description where you were talking about the prophetic perspective and how that links up with the kingdom of God. Can you elaborate on that and how those two things come together? Sure. The, the kingdom of God, or the, let's put it this way, the reign of God, the, the God rules from heaven. His throne is in heaven. That's where he physically is, if you want to look at it that way. Yet, his kingdom is also here on the earth. Jesus brought the kingdom with him to the earth when he came. But Jesus himself is also in heaven. So if the kingdom of God is still here, which is the rule and the reign of God, how are we, as his kingdom followers, supposed to interact from it with him, listen and hear from him, to do what he wants us to do on a daily basis if he's there and we're here. How are we going to hear that? How are we going to know that? Well, the reason he gave us his spirit. The Holy Spirit is here for this very reason, to help us hear what he's saying, see what he's doing, and be able to respond and, and work with him to accomplish his kingdom activities here on the earth. As a result, the kingdom itself operates prophetically on the earth. So, as a result, we are all prophetic people because we, we hear from God and we hear from Jesus and we respond to them prophetically. When Jesus returns and is physically here on the earth to reign for a thousand years, it will no longer be prophetic. It will be here. But in the meantime, till he returns, we are operating and functioning prophetically as his kingdom people here on the earth. We're his representatives. And that's the only way we can hear from him and see what he's doing is for him to reveal it prophetically to us by the Spirit. So then, as we think about the prophetic calling and the kingdom of God here, what becomes the Christian's obligation and responsibility as a follower of Christ? Our responsibility, first of all, is to realize and understand, and this is something that I've come to, to, to grasp and understand over time, is that for centuries, the church, especially the church in the West, has come to the conclusion or operate in a way that we don't believe those things happen today. We, we, we have been taught that those things ended at the end of the first century when the original apostles passed away, that those, those were only necessary for the early church to get the kingdom kicked off and get it going. And then somehow we're supposed to, it's supposed to continue kind of on its own until Jesus returns. And we're here to be, be witnesses and, and representatives, but but we do it, we, we read the Word of God, the Bible, and we know what the Bible says, but yet God still has specific things he wants to do 
just like he did in the early church, just like he did in the life of Jesus, there are specific things he wants to do to touch the lives of the people around us. And the only way he can do that is for him to communicate with us and for us to act on his behalf as if he was here doing it himself. That's what representatives do. They don't, they just don't say, well, I think, I think I'll just do this for God today. Or I think I'll just do this for God today. He said, no, I want you to do this for me now, and this is the way I want you to do it. But the only way he can communicate that to us is by the Spirit prophetically. So if we're not tuned into that, if we don't believe that, then he's not going to be able to get it through to us. And that's why you see so much of the church being powerless, in some ways being irrelevant to the culture around us, is because God's wanting to do something. He's moving forward toward the culmination of when Jesus is going to return, but we aren't listening we're not catching the vision of what he's wanting to do, and as a result, we're floundering. We, the, the world doesn't see any difference between us and them because we're not representing the kingdom the way God wants us to represent it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that, Travis? I actually do. Uh, let me ask you this question, uh, Mr. Casey. How, when you put, the, when you put together the book um, and when the Lord just kind of had you, because you said that it was two parts. Correct. Can you elaborate a little bit more sure. on that? Um, I actually started out with the book. It's going to be um, it's going to be titled. In fact, let me. It's going to be Our Father, Yours is the Kingdom, which is the beginning and the end of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus starts out by saying, "Our Father who is in heaven," and then he ends, "For Yours is the Kingdom and the power and the glory forever." Mm-hmm. So I was going to I was going to have it start out with just that being the, being the title, but then as I began to get into it, I began to see that there was just more here than there could be in one book. And it was going to be covering more than that uh, information. So I broke it into two books and it was actually going to publish it in two different books. One being uh, Our Father, Yours is the Kingdom and the other one was going to be Your Kingdom Come, Your Will Be Done. But as I, as I began to pray about it and as I began to talk to publishers and talk to uh, agents, literary agents about publishing it, in my prayer time, I just this verse kept getting coming to me. It says, freely you have received, freely give. And so I just said, okay, I'm just going to put it all into one book. It's going to be two books in one. It's going to be called Studies in the Kingdom of God because that's really what it is. It's their studies. There's things that they're, they're, they're chapters that people can go from the beginning to the end, <clears throat> and it will take them on a journey to where, they're, first of all, I explain in somewhat theological terms, but so easily to understand, what the kingdom of God is, why it's here, what it's supposed to do, how we get involved, how the kingdom relates to us as individuals. And then <clears throat> after that, we, go, we move forward into all the activities and things that God wants to do and by using us. So how can that help the high schooler, um, the single mother, the you know, the single father or just maybe even just, you know, a, a couple mm-hmm. um, that w- maybe even wants just to look for a devotion. How can this book actually help them further their relationship with Christ? God created mankind in community. The best way for us to understand the kingdom, to, to learn about the kingdom, to experience the kingdom is to do it in community. That's why we have the church. That's why Jesus left us here as a community of believers, a community of followers with leadership to come alongside of us and to train us in these activities and in these kingdom realities. 
he, when Jesus ascended, he said he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. He gave the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service. That's what they're supposed to do. And for the building up of the body of Christ. What has happened over the centuries is that the full-time ministry has separate, in some ways separated itself from the people and have gone about conducting their ministry but, but not doing anything to equip the, the, the followers of Jesus to walk in what we're supposed to walk in, which is the prophetic activity of the kingdom of God. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit as we know them. They're supposed to be, they're manifestations, they're, they're other activities of the Spirit, whether it's healing, whether it's tongues, interpretation, prophecy, all the various things that is mentioned there, those are supposed to be taking place through the entire body of Christ, not just a handful of ministries that Jesus gave. But we, we, we tend to look at it as they're out there doing the work, and we're, we're I guess, supposed to support them, and we go to our jobs every day, and, and then eventually when we get old, we die. And, and that's not supposed to be the way it is. And there's, I, I really do believe that there's a, a, uh, a change coming to where Jesus is not going to leave us and let us do what we're doing. He's got something he wants to accomplish. He's coming in the not-too-distant future. He's coming to rule and reign on the earth, but he wants this message. He wants his kingdom to be taken into the seven cultural kingdoms of this world, and he wants us to be able to take it there and to demonstrate his kingdom reality to the people in the world. And, yes, we're supposed to witness to them, but witness means to to talk about things and to demonstrate things that you have you yourself have experienced that was that's what a witness is it's something you have experienced you are telling people about and demonstrating the reality of it and so it, we need to tell people but we also need to show it and the holy spirit has been given to us to be able to demonstrate the realities of the kingdom being present right now so that's why the mom the single mom uh, the, any, anybody who is out in the world anybody who is there any believer needs to take heart that Jesus wants them to be as prophetically uh, capable of hearing him, seeing what he's doing in their life, and to demonstrate the reality of his kingdom where they are, whether it's in their family life, whether it's in their work life, whether it's in their church life, their entire life. We're supposed to be doing these things and we, we wants us to grow in these things, but we can't grow as we should if the fivefold ministry, as we call it, are not coming beside us, coming alongside of us with the Holy Spirit to train us in how we're supposed to do these things. All right. So then if people want to check out this book for themselves, where can they get a copy of it? They can get it through Amazon. Um, it's available in ebook as well as paperback. Um, I, I Again, like I said, I, I'm not making any money on it. I'm, I'm, I'm basically giving it away for whatever Amazon charges for their part. But I, it, again, it's, it's something where I, I, I hardly recommend that people, it's, it's good to read it on your own, but I really recommend it. And I've actually put, uh, at the end of every chapter, uh, put questions and leader notes and everything so that you can use it as a small group uh, work uh, to read it together, to talk about it, to Discuss, discuss questions to bring up questions that you have. How am I going to, how do I do this? And the best way to do it is, is to, to talk amongst yourselves, encourage each other as you read these things 
be willing to make mistakes. Be willing to step out there. If you think God is telling you to do something, first of all, let me, let me back up a minute. As we're trained in these things, and as uh, I've seen it in my life, I've seen it in the lives of others, God is not going to have you step out and go to, go to China as the first thing he tells you to do. He's going, he's going to, the Spirit's going to instruct you in very simple things. First of all, he's going to work and, 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 and talk to you in your own personal life. That's a prophetic experience. The Holy Spirit speaking to you, you recognizing his voice over time, and begin to respond to him, that's a prophetic experience. You don't have to go out and do some major thing uh, as, a, as a response to God. And maybe as you, as you grow more mature in these things, and he wants you to do something of that type, you'll, you, will have, you will have learned his voice. He's, he he uh, establishes a, a communication history with each one of us. And as he does that, based on our personality, based on our gifts, based on what he's doing in our life and his plan for us, he trains us to hear his voice. He trains us to know when he's speaking. We're going to make mistakes, but the more we do it and the more we respond and the more we learn how he's working in our life, the better we're going to be at being able to listen to him and hear him in the days ahead. So that's why it's important for all of us not to just look to the ministry to do what, what's, what, what's supposed to be done, but realize that the ministry, as we call it, is to come alongside of us, to train us and equip us to go out into the world and to do what Jesus did when he went out into the world and what the other apostles and disciples in the first century did when they went out into the world. It's not for the church building, it's for the world. And so that's, that's, why, that's the hope we all have. It's not just for them, but it's for all of us. Well, thank you, Tom, for coming in the studio today and sharing your heart, sharing this book with us. Um, if people want to check it out, remember, it is called Studies in the Kingdom of God. It's on Amazon. Do you have a website people can go to as well? I or? do. It's at kingdomstuff.com, kingdom, oh. kingdom-stuff.com. All right, great. So you guys can go to kingdom-stuff.com to find out more. And uh, one thing we like to do on the show, Tom, is have our guests pray us out. So do you mind uh, closing us with a prayer? Sure. Father, we just thank you for what you are doing in your people today. We thank you that as prophetic people, we all can hear from you. We all can see what you're doing. We all can hear what you're saying. We all can respond and be co-laborers with you in our own lives, where we work, where we live, and what we do. I just ask that you take this message, that you take the book, and use it for your glory to help all believers to recognize what you're doing and that they can be a vital part of your kingdom work in this day. Thank you for what you're going to be doing, and we look forward to hearing good reports from how you are working in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Tom Casey and Travis Hamzik on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.